Yeah. All right, so Pastor Scott and Linda are actually in Florida this week. They're at General Council, which is pretty much where a bunch of pastors get together and do stuff. So there you go. That's where they are. So Pastor Scott, I asked him, I texted him a couple weeks ago. I was like, hey, when are you going to be gone? And he's like, I'm going to be gone this week. So that means you're going to do the book study. And I'm like, nope. And he goes, yeah. And I went, nope. And then he goes, yeah. And then I lost. So that's fine. It's okay. What? What'd you say? I guess so. You got to put up with me. Normally I'm with the kids. For anybody that doesn't know, I'm the kids pastor here. So adults is different. Okay. Not used to adults. Okay. Adults. No, we are not. I don't know how well kids would be able to comprehend this, really, you know? So, yeah, right? Here we go, kids. Here's a, here's a letter from a demon. Yeah. <laughs> how do you feel about it? <laughs> so, oh, another funny story. So, Scott, Pastor Scott texted me the other day. He's like, hey, Dr. Clarenceall, which was one, which was one of my professors at school. He's like, Dr. Clarenceall asked me about you. He's like, I told him that I fired you. I was like, hm, okay, thanks. I guess I'll pack up my things and leave. And then he's like, chill. It's just a joke. I'm like, you chill. I know. I'm, I'm literally packing all my things and moving. So <laughs> Aaron and I bought our first little house. So we are excited. So we are moving this weekend. So, yeah, that, that was my part of the joke, but he didn't get it, so it's fine. And then I never heard back from him, so we'll see if I'm still here Sunday. I don't know. I don't know. All right, but should we go ahead and get into the book? Yes? Also, I was going to sit on the stool, but it's like an awkward height, so I'm just going to kind of stand here awkwardly. No. All right, so we have a couple new characters in letter three. Who can tell me the letters? Remember, I'm a kid's pastor, so I'm going to be asking questions like that, okay? All right, so who are the, the new characters that we have? Can anybody tell me? Yes. Who is that? Yes, the patient's mother's demon, tempter. Yes, and then uh, was the mom, I actually can't remember, was the mom mentioned in other, the other letters? Or was this the first time she was mentioned? So we got two new kids. See, I knew it. I did my research, sort of. All right, so what are some things? So remember, we don't go forward. We can go backwards. But Pastor Scott said, no going forward, no skipping. So starting at the beginning of letter three, uh, what are some notes that you all pointed out, that notice that stood out to you? What's something that stood out? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and I even, I have that part highlighted too. And says, you know, gradually bringing more and more of the patient's conduct under the new standard, talking about the enemy, you know, uh, talking about being more uh, Christ-like and saying how it may reach his behavior. Uh, but then he says, you want to reach it first. Like you want to get in first. So don't let the enemy who is God, who is, you know, Jesus, you want to beat him to the heart. So there, there, there's like a race going on. Yeah. And make, make sure you settle into a, a good habit of mutual annoyance. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, so the following and the following methods. So then the rest of the chapter or the letters pretty much going over different methods that he has to, yeah, to be annoying, essentially, you know, to different temptations and stuff. Uh, so is there anything else that people have in that first paragraph in the intro? Yes. Oh, man. Did he leave? Oh, no, he's still here. I can't say that right now, okay? He's in here. He's in the room. Now, actually, another fun story. So, you know, we've been packing, right? So we packed all of our books, and then I was like, I had this on the nightstand. My, and I was like, Aaron, did you, yeah, I was like, did you pack my screw tape letters book? He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, do you remember which box it was? And he's like, the one with books. I'm like, that, there's a lot of boxes with books in them. So then he graciously started digging through all the boxes, and he pulled out my book. So good job, Aaron. Thank you. So, yeah, that was a fun, a fun moment. Yeah, and then I had to dig through boxes to find the peanut butter because we needed food. So everything's packed up. All right. So then we have uh, different methods. How many methods are there, guys? How many does he say? Four. Yes, there are four. There are four methods. Um, all right, so who wants to, who has thoughts on the first method? Method number one. Focus on yourself, yeah. It's true. So I said, what I put on here was, you know, you're blind to your own plank. You know, the plank in your eye. You know, that's found in, ooh, who wants to look up a verse? I call this, in Kids Church, we call this a sword challenge. So, yeah. Uh, but if anybody wants to, it's in Matthew chapter 7, verses 3 and 5. Do I have any takers? There's a few other verses I'm going to have, I'm going to ask. Anybody? Anybody? Oh, thanks, Joy. Thank you. It is an easy one. That's right. Yeah. But no, in kids' church, we have a slide that goes on the screen, and it says sword challenge, and then there's a sword in it, and, you know, it's talking about finding the verse in your Bible. It's great. Isn't it fun, Isaiah? Yeah? <laughs> yes, go. Uh, Matthew chapter 7, is that what that? Oh, verse 3. Yeah, I was like, I don't know if that sounds right. Chapter 7, verses 3 through 5. So that's what this method, this temptation method reminds me of. It's like you're blind to the own plank in your eye, but yet you're going to go point out all the little specks in other people's eyes. You know, so that's kind of the scripture part that I found in here. Uh, but what else? What else, guys? People talk. Talk, talk, talk.
Mm-hmm. You're jumping down, right? Where, man, you've moved on. You're ahead of me. Yes. No, continue. Keep going. Oh, is that it? Is there? Oh, you picked up. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So, I guess method number two. So, I my note here is to keep her sins and wrongs in the forefront. So, that way he only, he notices those. That's what he's praying for in a spiritual way for her soul. But yet, what that's doing is that he's just always remembering or he's always seeing what's wrong. You know, he's not praying for her, really. You know, he's, because it's just, it's a temptation. It's method number two. You know, it's just keeping those those sinful actions, her weaknesses, in the forefront. Yeah. It also makes him feel superior mm-hmm. so that he believes that he's in a position to judge his mother because she has all these issues, but he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Something else that I found in this little section is that, you know, he talks about it, and then it says, you will find it very entertaining. You know, it's a game to them. It's fun. It's entertaining. You know, just like we've been watching, like, the Olympics, you know? This is like the Olympics to them. Spiritual Olympics. Spiritual warfare, spiritual Olympics. There we go. That's what it is. Um, but, yeah, they find it entertaining. They like to just see us just, you know, struggle in life.
Anybody else? Method number two. which is sometimes the hardest thing to do. Yeah, Paul. I think it also is probably into how people act in public with one another and how they act in private behind closed doors. And, you know, if you kind of like the fight on the way to church or whatever, and then when you get to church, everything is all, oh, yeah, we're good. Yeah, I know growing up, I don't know how, you know, I was in the back back seat, you know, whatever. My mom would some she'd get mad at us for whatever reason, okay? We were kids, it happens. Somehow her arm could grow in the car, and she would just go, pop! And she'd, like, slap us in the face somehow. I don't know. I don't know how, even though we're, like, tucked away in the chair, she could still somehow reach us. But just, And then we'd get out, and it'd be all fine, you know? Then, you know, we're at church, and we're all fine, but that... It's true, he's taking care of the car. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how she did it. Her arm would become suddenly twice as long. Maybe the Holy Spirit, like, extended her arm, you know, probably needed that pop in the mouth. Uh, yeah. You know, I guess so. I'll keep, I'll keep believing that, you know. Other thoughts on the second method? Anybody want to start a discussion between them amongst yourselves, you know? <laughs> yeah, right? No. No, 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 I'm good. All right. But no, so yeah, because that is, sometimes we think that we're praying for someone, but really that's, it's just like what, you know, the, what's his, the uncle, you know, he's just putting, they're putting just the weaknesses in front of people, like, oh, there it goes so-and-so again with that, and then it's like, maybe I'll go pray for them, I guess, you know, and then you just build up this resentment against them, you build up an attitude to where then whenever you see them, it automatically, you have that resentment, and you're already bitter, even if they haven't said anything to you, but you have that bitterness towards them, because, you know, you, we've had these, you know, thoughts in our head, you know, we've had this resentment, we think we're doing good by praying for them, but really, we're praying for them in the wrong way, mm-hmm. Pray good. Uh, you could, you know, you can always pray blessings for people. Be like, you know, God, I hope they have a happy day. You know, like, ha- <laughs> you know, like give them, give them some joy today. You know, things like that. Yeah. I mean, in this case, with his mother, 
have an attitude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I actually, this past Sunday, I had a kid come up to me, and they're like, Pastor Krista, I just, can you pray for me? I'm like, of course I can. Like, yeah, I can pray for you. And then they're just like, I've had a really bad attitude lately, and I'm just tired of it. It's like, I don't want to have this bad attitude anymore. I'm like, there you go. I like that. Because they already recognize it, and they want help. And they know, they've been trying by themselves, but now they know that they need God's help. You know, so I touched my little heart. I'm like, oh, so sweet. So, uh, I saw a hand back there. Yeah. Um, praying together. I think it's a, it's a big defense against Satan. Mm-hmm. I don't think he wants that. Um, as the scripture said, we're still working together. And so there's, there's a certain power behind it and just a, the ability of mother and son, family, disciples, praying together. It filters a lot That's true because then that some of your whenever you pray together, some of your walls are broken down, you know, even if you want. Like it's like whenever you pray, you feel like you absolutely can't lie at all, you know, whereas you might like brush it off whenever you're just talking to somebody. But if you pray together, like you you just can't because God's there. He's he's in the middle of it. Yeah. Yeah, and that's kind of, that's why it's good to have accountability in our lives. You know, you need to have those people. And that's where, you know, it talks about, you know, the plank in your eye. And so, like, because we become blind to it. We don't see it because it just becomes part of our everyday life. And we don't notice it because it's just there. It's just part of life. It's no big deal. But yet it is. It is a big deal. And that's why you need that accountability. You need to pray with people so that way you can help each other. You can point that out, you know, with yourself and with others and just help each other grow in that. So, yeah, it, it's good to pray with people. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. When I read this part where it says uh, uh, praying for an imaginary person, I thought about James 1 8, a double minded man is unstable mm-hmm. in all these ways. I don't know if this happens to anybody else, but sometimes when I pray, I catch myself thinking about something entirely different. It's the same all the time. <laughs> No, I do. Yeah, I all the time, all the time. Really, like, I'll just be praying and I'll be praying, and then I'm like, mm, that sandwich for lunch was really good. You know, like I don't. My mind just somehow just goes, and I'm like, wait a second, what was I even praying about? And then I have to get back on track. But no, I'm right there with you. I do that all the time. So.
Now we can move on to method number three. Okay. All right, so method number three, um, I actually, I put a little note. I, have, I wrote notes in here, and I put, like what siblings do. So, because <laughs> I would, we would do this, I would do this to my siblings, you know, I would intentionally irritate them, you know, even though, like, no. <laughs> right. <laughs> all the time. That's how I got popped in the mouth in the car, you know? Yeah. But no, because this one's talking about, you know, like even <laughs> just the tones of voice, how the tone, a tone of voice can just affect a whole mood. It affects it all. So, and then like the particular lift of his mother's eyebrows, which he learned to dislike in the nursery. Like this is something that's been going on his whole entire life. And then she does it, and then he gets annoyed, and he gets even more annoyed because she thinks she's, she's doing, he thinks she's doing it on purpose to annoy him. And yeah, but that's definitely things I did as a kid to my sisters. I did do that. But thoughts, thoughts on this one, guys? Thoughts on this one? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely got that too. Sometimes, yeah, I'll look at Aaron. I'll be like, Aaron, why are you? Why do you just look so angry? He's like, what? I'm fine. You know, like he's he's fine. He's. My youth pastor growing up, he would always say to us students and stuff, he would be like, give up your right to be offended. You know, like, give up your right. You know, because like, like this, like just like what he's saying in here. You know, like that you just interpret something in the wrong way and you're offended. You know, so just don't. <laughs> you know, sometimes it is really hard. It's hard to make that decision, but that's at least something that he would always say, and it has, it's helped me, you know, from time to time and stuff. It's like just, it's not a big deal, Krista. Just get over it. You know, as my pastor growing up would say, he would say, go to Lowe's, buy a ladder, and get over it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 you can just reuse the same ladder. Just reuse, you know? Just, just think ahead, just buy the tallest ladder you can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you.
You, you gave up your right to be offended. Yeah, there you go. And some of those things that you think are quirks sort of half annoy you. Not terribly, but annoy you a little. You look at her and say, if she would, if she would deny it, I would, I would really like to see that quirk again because that's part of her. It's one of those things you would really miss if you were pardoned by death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What annoys you now will be missed later. Change your attitude. Yeah, yeah. Change, change your attitude. Essentially, change your attitude. You know? Yeah. So, because. <laughs> yeah. So, because like, yeah, the note that I put with all of that. Another note is, you know, you're just blind to yourself. You know, don't be blind to yourself. Be yeah, like what you're saying. Be self-aware. You know, like. People can so easily annoy you. Know that you can so easily annoy others. You know, so just try to be aware of those situations, because we're all human. And be open to hear about it. Yeah, be open, be open to hear about it. You might go storm off afterwards, you know, but at least be open at first. <laughs> so, <laughs> he's like, mm-hmm, no. <laughs> yeah. Like you're gonna judge people really hard, but you don't want them to judge you. You know, like you have double standards. Yeah. All right. Any other thoughts in method three? Method number three. Course, you know. I've actually heard so many stories from like my professors. Most of my professors were pastors at one point, and so and they would share stories how they were just so busy on Sunday, you know, doing this, trying to greet people, you know, do doing all the things, and then for like months later, they find out that somebody in the congregation had been so bitter because they didn't say hi to them, you know, and it was something. It was like it it happens because they just assumed like, oh well, pastor must be mad at me. And then they just go and storm off and just grumble and. <laughs> Don't have that attitude with me, guys. Give up your right to be offended. Okay. 
no. Uh, but yeah, because it, normally it's just, some, they're just busy, honestly. People are just busy, especially pastors on Sundays, you know. So it happens. So don't get mad. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Other things on method, on the third method. Nobody. Nobody else? Yeah. <laughs> Go to Lowe's, buy a ladder. <laughs> buy the tallest ladder you can. <laughs> oh, man, what was another thing my pastor would say? He would say, like, after he, you know, like, I don't know, he'd bring, bring home a point, you know, and then he's like, man, if that don't uh, light your fire, then your wood's wet, or something like that. <laughs> he had all sorts of crazy things. All right, uh, growing up in, in Texas, guys, you, you get some weird sayings. All right, so let's move on to the fourth method, okay? What is, what is this one about? Who can kind of summarize that? I mean, Dylan kind of did. And like, yeah, the double, yeah, double standards are, because he talks about, it's mentioned throughout the whole letter, uh, but then it, what is also mentioned throughout the whole letter is how the two demons are pairing up, they're teaming up against both of them, you know, like they're working together to get under your skin even more, so that way you do explode, so that way you do act out, so that way you do you know, fall into the temptation of whatever they're trying to do to keep you away from the enemy, to keep you away from God. They're trying to do all this. Uh, so, yeah, the, but the talks about the double standards a lot. So your patient must demand that all his own utterances are to be taken at their face value and judged simply on the actual words, while at the same time judging all his mother's utterances with the fullest and most oversensitive interpretation of the tone and the context. Um, so, like, yeah, so it's just, I mean, Dylan's been summing this whole thing up. Good job, Dylan, you know? Uh, but she must be encouraged to do the same to him. So they're working together to accomplish the same thing, to get them mad at each other. Mm-hmm. You notice it's just common for all of us to just to make ourselves out to be so innocent, <laughs> like so completely innocent. Can't believe this person did this, right? Yeah. And <clears throat> I rarely come across a time when someone describes a coral mm-hmm. and they're like, yeah, I was just a total idiot. I just didn't. They, you know what I mean? It's an I, an I, an I, an I, an I. It's, it's always, and so that's exactly what he's doing here. He's going, you know, it's always like you, 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 you. And I was just innocent. You know, I just said, you know, what time's dinner? <laughs> and, and she went into a rage. It's like, what? I mean, she's just mowing the lawn, right? And I said, what are you going 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, so you, you, uh, just, you, know, you do that in your life. Make yourself sound so innocent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you always you have favoritism for yourself, naturally. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Other thoughts, guys? No other thoughts? They're so good. so much it's about tone, too, and not just what's being said. You know, how you say it. Yeah. Yeah, even if you mean, you know, the, the best thing, like, you, you don't mean any harm. You know, just if you say it, you know, in the wrong tone, then that's going to trigger the other person. And then it's going to trigger them. And then, you know, it goes back and forth. And then that's not good. <laughs> then that's not healthy. Um, but, yeah, just the tone of voice. So always be aware of how you sound, how you come across, you know. Yeah. And you know, sometimes we are like pushing each other's buttons very passive aggressive. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna I'm not fighting. I didn't say anything, but you push the button and then you just push push. You know? Yeah. And that's uh pushing our purifying our motives, checking our motives. And it's something that even happened today. Uh, so, you know, we, we already have the keys to our house. So, and the garage sensors were all messed up or whatever. So Aaron's trying to fix them, okay? He's working on them. He's trying to fix them. All I'm doing is just pressing the button to see if it works. So that, my job's not hard, okay? I just press the button if it go, goes all the way or whatever. And so I'm just standing there. I'm getting bored. And then I just start talking. And I start asking Aaron questions about, I don't even remember what it's about. But probably, I don't know. I really don't remember. I was just asking questions, and then he just looks at me. He's like, "Stop interrupting me! Just let me let me work." And I'm like, "But I, I knew I was in the wrong in that moment." I just go, "Okay," and I just press the button because <laughs> he was focused. So, but I could have taken offense at that, you know. I could have, but I knew that I shouldn't have been asking him questions when he was focused. So, my bad, my bad, Aaron. <laughs> Tell you what, Aaron and I do not process things the same. We are not the same. <laughs> Other thoughts for the last little bit of this section? But their goal is to, yeah, their goal is to create a habit. Their goal is to make it a habit in our lives. So that way then it's the plank in our eyes that we don't see, but because it, it's just part of our lives. It just becomes part of a habit that we have, and we don't see it. We don't, we don't recognize it. But then we take offense 
whenever it happens to us. So in the last letter, so in letter two, what happened to the patient? Like what, what did he experience? Do you remember? Yes, but he, he became a Christian, right? He had salvation. Because salvation is an instant gift that we get. But this, what this letter is reminding me of, or is making me process a little more, is more of the sanctification part that comes after. So sanctification is a process. Salvation is instant. Sanctification is a lifelong process. So I have a sword challenge, guys. I have two verses. Who, who wants to look up? I need somebody to look up Ephesians chapter 2, 8 through 9. Who said that? Thanks, Dylan. All right, and then Philippians 1, 6. You got that one? Thank you. So the first one, the Ephesians 1, is about salvation. So whenever you're ready, Dylan, just read it out loud. Uh, Philippians uh, 1, 6 is the second one. So you got it? Well... Okay, you, you can read Philippians. That's good. Yeah, go ahead. Read it nice and loud. <laughs> Are you good, Dylan? Okay. Yeah, verses 8 and 9. It's a gift. It's a gift that we get. So whenever we have a gift, we, we have it. It's ours. It's an instant gift that we get. But then sanctification is now the process of living out a Christian lifestyle. It's now the process every day, every step, growing closer to God. So do you have, was it, you want to read uh, Philippians? Yeah, so salvation, that's the work that began in us, but then Jesus is going to continue to work on us. That's the sanctification part of it, is that every day we have this. Mm -hmm. The good news of that is he is working for you and me. Yeah, he's working for your good. So that you're willing to make changes in the right direction. Mm -hmm. He's on your side. He is on your side, and he always will. Yeah. So, I mean, this is, letter three is just kind of a glimpse of what that process is. You know, like, yes, we have all these temptations, but yet we still have to make the decision every day to not let those temptations get the better of us. You know, surround yourself with accountability. Have those people in your lives to help you, you know, that can point out the things that you don't want pointed out. You know, just walk through sanctification with other people because it's a process. It's a lifelong process. So keep... Just go through it with people. Any any other closing thoughts, guys? And then we can maybe touch base on like the first paragraph or something. On letter four. Any other closing thoughts? So what time is it? It's eight oh two.
All right, do we, does anybody have any thoughts on the beginning of letter four? Letter four. Letter four. As everybody frantically flips over to letter four. Yeah. That's what I have underlined right there. Look at that. Look. Haha. -ha. Yeah. It's the first, um, the first sentence of paragraph two. Oh, so the best thing where it is possible is to keep the patient from the serious intention of praying altogether. So you don't want the serious intention of it. You don't want, they're trying to keep people, the humans, the patients, from actually getting closer to God through prayer, through serious prayer. Because, you know, back in letter three, it's talking about, you know, you can have self-reflection for an hour, but not actually discover anything. So that's their goals, that they want to keep you there at that point, where you just, you think, you think you're being spiritual, like, God, yes, yes, God, speak to me. Speak to me. What do I need to fix, God? You know? But then you don't, no, you don't actually realize anything. You still, you're, you're exactly where you were whenever you started praying. So they're trying to keep you from the serious intention of prayer altogether. Just keep you at that surface level. Yeah, you think you are. Yeah, that'd be a lot of, yeah, self-focus. You know, you think, you think you're doing good, like, God, help me be a better person. But then what are, what are you doing after that? How are you being a better person? What are you doing to actually make those changes? A couple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
My, my professors would point out, like, they'd call it Christianese phrases. You know, like, if you're praying, you know, there's somebody that doesn't know anything about the Bible, and you're like, God, just put a hedge of protection around us, you know? I bet they're, they're probably like, a hedge isn't very sturdy. I don't know about you. You could easily take a little weed whacker over there, and it'd be fine. <laughs> like... <laughs> But, you know, there, there are phrases like that, like, like kind of what you were saying. You know, you have to be aware, but don't, like, God is still God. That, yeah, it sounds fancy. I'm praying an ecumenical prayer. <laughs> yeah. So. Okay, good, 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 good. I'll pray for your soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, superficial. The word mood, you know, mood, like, like how many times do we not necessarily feel like praying? Um, and, and, you know, and, and, and a mood. And prayer isn't really supposed to be a mood thing. Yeah. Right? It's supposed to be in all the time, just in your actions, you can be praying. <laughs> Even when you're angry, you can still pray, guys. <laughs> well, you sit. That's not the goal. You just have that feeling. Right. Mm-hmm. Because like whenever you pray on your knees, it's more of a I surrender to you. You know, it's a, you know it's body language to God. Like God, I surrender to you. You know, come help me with whatever whatever you're praying about. Mm-hmm.
say, and he tells them here, he says, remember, they're just animals. Mm-hmm. We're not animals. We're above the animals. Read the book. The Bible tells you that. Yeah. And uh, we're a different category. And uh, but they hammer that, that we're just, uh, just another animal, another species. And uh, that's not true. Yeah. We've got the breath of the Holy Spirit, and we've got a spirit in us. Mm-hmm. To try to get that out of our head, you know, yeah. saying that we're we're pretty much nothing, you know. Remember, at the very beginning, when um, C.S. Lewis introduces these letters to us, he says he warns us. He says, "Remember, these these letters written by these demons are filled with lies, mm-hmm. right? And they tell lies even when they're telling them to each other. <laughs> and so, I mean, so here, this this example, they're animals. It's a great, that's just another example. That's just a mm-hmm. lie." Yeah. Yeah, it's just a lie. Uh, but it is just about 8.15, guys. Is there any other closing thoughts that people might have? Anything else? Yeah. I think it's interesting that we're not living by the Spirit. We're kind of living like animals. We go by our instincts. Mm-hmm. And we can do what our flesh desires. And pretty instinctually, that way I think we are living like that. When we're trying to satisfy God and not our flesh, then we're living by the Spirit. We don't act like we're living by instincts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like the whole idea is to convince. They're convinced herself. And just like the first part of the book that you mentioned, it said that uh, even if they believe the lie is the truth herself, it's still a lie. And the enemy's convinced that we're lower than he is. He should be in control. Jesus is lower than he is. That's the whole point. Mm-hmm. It's another lie. Yeah. It's just lies. I think, I think part of the purpose of that lie, though, is that some of us know that we're not lower than he is. But his purpose is, is to convince us, or as many as possible, that we are lower than he is, right? So it's, it's not just a simple lie. It's a, it's, a, it's a two-sided deal. If you're willing to accept that, then that's what you'll be. But if you know that about yourself, Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's just 
Yeah. That's Power and prayer. But there really is power in prayer. And that's what this letter is covering is, you know, trying to keep us away from that power in and prayer. The yeah, and the well, knowledge. What he's talking about earlier on in the letter, if you keep that man's focus on himself and what he knows and what he feels, not the enemy's truth mm-hmm. or our father's truth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so, I mean, I just, I just packed it up. But I have... Um, I keep like this little piece of paper on a wall. It says there's power in prayer. And then I take sticky notes. And if I hear, you know, if a friend tells me a prayer request or something like that, I write it on a sticky note and I go stick it on the wall. You know, it's just like a reminder, like there's power in prayer, so let's pray for these things. You know, let's pray. Let's just join together and pray for them, you know, because I'm praying with them, you know, because I'll be like, hey, what can I pray for you about? So then they share and all that. And But there is. It really is power in prayer. And, that's, and this next letter is just trying to keep us away from that. Because there, there is. There's so much power in it. Uh, but any other closing thoughts, guys? Yes. Yeah, just, power of prayer. You were Scott's mentioned this before, and it really is true. That there's power in prayer. In the name of Jesus Christ. Yet so powerful. You know, when my mind wants to go down a fleshly path, now I think things I ought not to think. Catch myself and say, Christ. It stifles you. Mm-hmm. There is. In Jesus' name we pray. In the name. I think we can, well, what does Pastor always say? He said, how, how can we pray? How can we pray? That's what he always says. How can we pray, guys? To be aware. To be aware. So whenever I, I'm closing out kids' church, I always ask the kids if they want to pray. Because it's, it's good for people to pray out loud in community. You know, and I, like, I, I try to help the kids already have that courage and that understanding in it. So they're not ashamed or shy. Uh, so with that said, guys, does anybody want to close this out in prayer? Yeah? I will. All right, thank you. We're going to close this out.